Welcome to Blockchain Enterprises Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Cryptos. The aim of this podcast is to show you how anyone can start a business, find their dream job, or develop a revenue stream in the emerging blockchain industry. Most, if not all of our guests, started with an idea, a few hundred dollars, and a Twitter account. Before we meet today's guest, here's a word from our sponsor. Crypto.com was founded in 2016 on a simple belief that it's a basic human right for everyone to control their money, data and identity. With over 1 million users on its platform today, Crypto.com provides a powerful alternative to traditional financial services, turning its vision of cryptocurrency in every wallet into reality one customer at a time. Crypto.com is built on a solid foundation of security, privacy and compliance and their wallet allows you to buy and sell 7 fiat currencies, 53 cryptocurrencies and monitor over 200 coins all at your fingertips via their app. You can access, manage and spend your funds with their Visa card at any time and if you're interested in signing up you can use the link in the show notes to register and receive a $50 sign-up bonus. That's right, $50. So go ahead and sign up crypto.com today. Ryan Hunt is the core developer and founder of the Pexa project. Ryan started developing software when he was just 14 years old. He picked up PHP in 2004 and started building websites. He also ran an agency building website applications for small businesses around the United States. Software has always been a huge part of Ryan's life. Building useful things has always been his dream. Let's see what he's doing with the PEXA project. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Mario? I'm doing excellent, man. Really excited about this podcast. Uh, had the opportunity to work with you here over the last few months in terms of, you know, just question and answer and been a tester on, on your project. And I look forward to kind of diving in and learning more about PEXA and uh, what, what you're doing with it. But first, one thing that I always like to ask is, uh, you know, what was your first experience in the blockchain space? What got you into cryptocurrency and what's kind of kept you around? Yeah. So I guess for me, back in 2009, I think my brother sort of just mentioned Bitcoin Maybe it was actually before that, but uh, it was fun. He he just mentioned it and he's like, he talked about mining and I was like, what is he talking? How do you mine something that's digital? Right. <laughs> you know, and I, I was, uh, I was taken aback by it. I looked into it uh, and I've just kind of just kept my feelers on it for, I don't know, the last 10 years. I haven't really, I didn't really, really dive into it until, until recently when I started PEXA. PEXA was originally helix alpha before and then um i don't know i, I came across some people and you might know uh crypto mock or whatever but he uh um he helped me kind of just i don't know bring it up uh bring it to something else we renamed it he actually came up with the name so but oh, uh I didn't know that <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and so uh and, and pr- basically prior to pex you never really actually mined on your own or bought you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or anything invested and traded or anything like that? I did buy Bitcoin, but uh, I, I wasn't really heavily into it. Um, it wasn't until I really looked into mining pools uh, that I wanted to kind of dive into it a little deeper. So, Right. 
Well, good. That segues right into the next question. Now, uh, you mentioned Pexa. You, you're the lead dev there. You know, a project in a nutshell just aims to simplify crypto. Kind of, th- that's the mission statement, at least to a certain extent, on the website. And uh, you know, uh, tell us how you came about this approach to cryptocurrency, especially not having that much of a. I mean, I guess you had a background, at least knowing knowing about it, but not really spending a ton of time mining, spending a ton of time trading it. Uh, you know, how did this come about? And you know, what is this first solution that you're offering uh, with PEX right now? Yeah, I guess kind of like in a nutshell, I was, uh, I wanted something, I mean, this stuff is complex and I, I've been a developer for 19, 20 years. And since it's so complex, a lot of people aren't really uh, into in, into it. They're like, they can't really comprehend it. They don't really understand how blockchain, what other uses of blockchain exist and stuff like that. And I think, uh, I just wanted to create something. Um, I noticed how difficult it was for uh, mining pools. You could search, you know, hours and weeks on Google looking for good solutions, and there just really isn't anything out there. So uh, I just wanted to create, uh, I guess, a, a full web service, a full web UI. We don't really download anything, kind of, kind of like how Google, you know, created their their computer where you don't download anything; you just use their uh, their right. own browser. So I, I guess I wanted to create something where it's just a full web UI where you don't have to download anything. And um, our, our first solution uh, is basically a managed mining pool. So I, I, I want to create sort of an entire crypto cloud platform where um, you basically have everything from managed coin, daemon, daemons to managed mining pools and stuff like that. So one of my strong appreciations in the space is people that come in and they, uh, you know, have an experience here in, in, in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. And they say there's a void, uh, especially when it shifts towards uh, usability, simplicity, you know, which will help kind of, kind of push towards mass adoption. And, and that's just one of my areas where if I hear somebody talking about that, that's the one thing that always capture, captures my attention because, uh, you know, there's a lot of maximalists. Uh, cryptocurrency mac- maximalist, let alone Bitcoin maximalist, that you know you get in a conversation with them, man, and I'm, I, I say I'm decently smart in regards to understanding this stuff, and you're like, what? You know, scratching your head a little <laughs> bit. So I'm, I'm always, I'm always uh, intrigued with these projects that definitely want to bring some of that simplicity because I do, I, I truly do think it will help, uh, you know, help in the long run uh, towards that goal of mass adoption. Yeah, man, totally. I, I, I mean, if somebody wanted to create their own mining pool, like. You could literally, if you don't really know anything about computer programming, you could literally spend months even just trying to set up a mining pool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm chuckling so hard, dude, because in 20, uh, I'll say it might have been late 2017, mid 2018, something like that. I I made a mining pool. Uh, It was an Acroma mining pool, uh, which which was an old FHash coin. It kind of has went dead here. And first of all, it took forever. I, I couldn't even figure out how to, when I was kind of doing the command line stuff, I couldn't really figure out what I was doing. It took way too long. Come to find out, bottom line, I get the pull up and running. I get this dude with a ton of hash. So he's actually knocking down blocks for me. And I noticed that I have the wrong block reward. <laughs> and and, and I, I didn't know how to change it. And, and so I was, the dude was getting paid less and I was getting paid more in fees, man. And I just, I, I didn't want to lose. Them. <laughs> and at the same time. So anyways, I, I, I uh, ended up shutting the pool down and tipped them. 
you know, everything he missed out on, man. But it, you're you're exactly right, man. It was an absolute nightmare, man. It was an absolute nightmare. And so, uh, I, as you know, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this solution. But, uh, yo, let's kind of shift gears here, man. This, you know, this podcast is dedicated to, you know, people who want to earn and build businesses around blockchain projects. And what really makes you unique, you know, because we could definitely get a, a bunch of developers on here and, and get to talking about their project. But um, you kind of recently went through the process of registering Pexa as a business. Now, could you tell us a little bit about why you maybe went this route and kind of what you had to do in order to make that come to fruition? Yeah, man. Uh, I got a couple of words for you here. Uh, <laughs> key words, right? I think uh, business is incredible. For one, you're building yourself an asset for your family that you can transfer to your children. And, uh, you know, I've always, I've always been very, I've just always been highly entrepreneurial and I've always wanted to make sure I created a legacy for my family. So for me, registering it as a business uh, was basically to legitimize uh, what I'm doing because I can't just go out there and just build something and not have any legal backings behind it. And uh, this helps other people as well see that I'm serious and that, right. that I'm here as a, and I'm building it as a company. And when people see that, uh, you know, you got to put your name to it. You got to put your put an address somewhere where people can reach you, stuff like that. So uh, for me, it was just an asset and legitimizing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, especially with the legitimizing part of it. I mean, I agree with everything you said, but the legitimizing part, I mean, the minute I feel like when you go out there and you kind of put a name in a face with a project and uh, obviously it takes some of your own investment, which I'm going to ask a little bit about. Um, in terms of trademarking and, uh, you know, and I'm going to have to ask about the S corporation because I don't totally understand that. But, uh, you know, obviously there's some financials that come from your end. So you're putting some skin in the game. This isn't just a coin where you get bored and you say, you know what, I, I'm done with it still. I'm, <laughs> crypto's boring me or, or these people are pestering me too much and you just kind of close the laptop and move on. So um, I think that's awesome that you kind of kind of went that route now. As I mentioned, you you turn Pexa into into an S corporation. Well, just ex briefly explain kind of what that is. Yeah. So for me, as I invest time and money into this, like for instance, uh, last year I had lawyer fees. Uh, I have uh, you know VM machine fees, like paying Google, and I have to. If I found it as a C corp, I wouldn't be able to take the losses on my private taxes, but as an S corp, I can take the losses, uh, on my, on my private taxes. So they just kind of move forward, but found it as okay. a, as a C corp. Uh, so I guess an S corp is kind of a pass through to my, my private, uh, taxes, if you will. If I found it as a, a C corp, then I would kind of, uh, I, I would be paying taxes twice, which I'm not making any money on PEXA yet for me to do that. So, um, it'll benefit it when it's making, when it's actually making some good money where I can, um, uh, take losses on the actual business and then pay myself a W two income. So there you go. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me ask you this question here. Uh, how did you come about? Let me make you maybe making that decision between a C corp and S corp. Like, how did you become educated? Did you already have a background in this kind of information, or did you did you seek advice from a, a lawyer? Or you know, where, where did that come from? Yeah, I, I seek advice usually. For, I've got a really tight uh, circle. I seek advice from CPAs and lawyers and stuff, and um, I always ask a CPA or I even have a mentor, uh, who's, I don't know, 
he works on it. He's on the board of a billion dollar company. It makes, I know he's a multi, multi-millionaire. And I always just seek mentorship from people of that caliber. So that way I can surround myself with that kind of mindset to help me make decisions like how they make decisions. For sure. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, um, clearly uh, you've been, you've been kind of at work with pets for a few months already as, as, as we are, you know, are walking in today. And I think you're pretty close to maybe releasing some, uh, some stuff as you already have in terms of the, the minor pool um, interface. What challenges have you faced so far building pets? Oh man. Um, business wise or technology wise? <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe a little bit of both. Well, how about one from, uh, from both, both parts of this? Yeah, uh, I think this is a good question. I really liked it. Or I really like this question. Uh, so I guess deploying, I guess a big part of the technology issues I've been having was deploying stratum servers at large scale. So I actually came up with a really good solution where I could build it into, if you will, a Docker Alpine image. And I would, and I could, basically spread workloads through multiple machines um, on a Kubernetes cluster. So that was one big challenge I faced. Another one is uh, mining behind a load balancer. Um, so if you notice on most mining pools, they have tons and tons of ports for you to connect to a, right. um, I guess a backend service uh, hitting a, a you know, stratum server in a certain algorithm. Without getting into too much details, this, this is hard to do when you, uh, when a lot of the technology is actually pretty antiquated here in, in the mining world. So people are using, still using T they're not using TLS and they're just using unencrypted traffic, which could have, you know, people could actually hijack your shares if they're on the same network as you or find out, you know, a way to become on the same network as you. So uh, basically mining behind a load balancer, you have to use TLS and this, there's something called a server name, ex uh, a server name indication extension, between those TCP connections. And uh, at first I, I was having some issues with this, but um, I've since moved past it and I'm actually going to, uh, I, I found a way to support both TLS behind a, um, a load balancer and without TLS, which this is good because there's still antiquated technology that needs to be uh, supported. Um, uh, another one is database, uh, database bottleneck issues that we've had, that I've been having. So I, I, I had to rip a lot of database connections out because the Stratum server, um, I used a, a big base of uh, EMP Stratum server, which had a lot of database connections to it. So I actually ripped all those out and replaced it for, um, a, I guess, a uh, an AMP queue system where it just basically pushes the message onto a queue and have a bunch of consumers on the other end just pulling that data down. And it limits my connections to my database server, which doesn't create as much of a bottleneck. Um, uh, another thing, I guess, <laughs> is community drama. <laughs> it's it's amazing how much community drama can actually happen, uh, you know, <laughs> from all this. But um, yeah, that's I, I guess that's pretty much it for for some challenges that I I, I have off the top off the top of my head. So, well, those the the, the first three that you talked about, I. I understand it probably at about 80%, uh, you know, some of the things that kind of ran across and been a minor for a long time and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the, the last question, I, I can certainly understand <laughs> community, <laughs> <the> community <laughs> drama. 
Yeah, oh, for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's it, it, if you have a cryptocurrency project, you're gonna you're gonna be circled a little bit with some drama. And uh, you know, how how do you uh, keep everything positive? You know, as, as the lead of that uh, of the project, um, you know, I think I think that is an important take, especially with all the podcasts I've done uh, recently. All of them have communities, but we haven't really ever really breached this subject here. I think this is kind of a interesting topic. Like, you know, we don't have to get into what the exact drama was, and I'm not here for that. I guess more, how do you manage that? How do you keep things positive? How do you keep people happy? You got people suggesting stuff that you have no intentions on doing, and they get upset when when you don't take their advice. Like, how do you manage? Yeah, that? Uh, I rally behind my community leads. I got, I guess, uh, starting up a coin is pretty interesting because you got people who kind of want who want to participate in the community, who want to help out. So I just rally behind people who, um, who I guess have been, you know, a part of other projects and stuff. And, um, they've helped out incredibly well. Um, like, and I'm pretty sure like, for instance, you know, you with big cash, uh, you, you're pretty much somebody that they look up to as well. Cause I mean, you definitely, you do a lot of, uh, content and it's, it's just incredible. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess I just rally behind people who have kind of, been in the industry a little longer you know oh that's awesome man that's great stuff and thanks for the kind words there um now you 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 know i talked to you prior to this podcast so this isn't on the episode but you know you have you have a a job that keeps you relatively busy nine to five uh you know it's a day job right um both got some little ones (laughs) how do you manage also having this this business that you created um, you know, when do you find time to work on it? What does that typical day week look oh, like? Oh man, I wish there was more hours in the day. Uh, <laughs> usually, <laughs> uh, so every morning, no matter what day it is, Sunday through Sunday, you know, I wake up every morning around four twenty-one ish. Um, I I do my best to work out throughout the day as I'm working. Uh, it does, I don't always get to it. But uh, usually about around 421, I work on PECSA for about one to two hours in the morning, um, handle any anything that's happened on in the, you know, in the community. Um, and then I sort of move into my full time job around uh, 630 to about three or four throughout the day. And then after that, I come home. Um, my wife and I actually every Sunday we schedule certain times for me to work on this. So on Sunday, we'll schedule usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll work maybe another five hours after my uh, two hours in the morning and then my eight to 11 hour full-time job. Um, I'll schedule another three to five hours after all that and work on PEXA during that time. Usually it's between, it's usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometimes we'll, we'll sit down together and we'll schedule, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll do a Thursday family day, or we do a couple of days where we spend some time with our family and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I just do my best to just keep my head on just keep uh keep chucking at it. You know what I mean? That's really awesome that you uh, included your wife in terms of the, the scheduling and uh, able to say 421, I wake up and I do this in X amount of hours because uh, as I've talked to so many people in the space, as I've been in this space for a long time, I kind of get up and find myself sitting behind a computer for four hours and I might've missed something that I didn't want to miss or, uh, you know, it, it, it's very loosey goosey, especially in this industry anyways, in terms of, um, you, you know, building cryptocurrency projects, you know, it's kind of when you get around the computer, you, you're there and uh, it's just really cool that you got some structure going on to make sure you got some, uh, hopefully some good work-life balance there for yourself and your family. Balance. What is balance? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Um, oh, 
Well, let me let me ask you this question, man. Um, because I I think this is this is something that's different, probably different differentiates, excuse me, you from a lot of our past guests who maybe have built projects around cryptocurrency, built crypto, uh, built projects around just the technology behind blockchain, where you're actually building a cryptocurrency project here. Um, and this is this is one of the more difficult things to do. I mean, you're going to have your heyday. Uh, you know, most projects kind of have their moment of glory, but it's, it's really hard to keep people excited about a project. It's really hard to, uh, you know, keep the project uh, in front of people via marketing, things like that. Uh, what advice can you give to anyone interested in launching their own project in terms of, uh, in, in terms of some of those things, right? You know, how do you market it? What's, what's a good way to uh, uh, keep it relevant? Keep people yeah, interested. Man, uh, I have one word for you, consistency. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, John Maxwell, he had a great book, sure. uh, 15 Laws of Growth. And in part six, he basically talked, or part six basically talks about consistency and leadership. Um, and I like to tell a story about chopping down a tree one bit at a time. It's not motivating, but you got to have the discipline, keep doing it. So every day I look at it like going out and I see this really thick tree trunk. Let's just say it's six feet deep. Every day I go out there and I hit it once and I go inside. The next day I go out and again, I hit it. Eventually that tree will fall and it just takes time right. to keep, it just takes time to really keep consistent. And I think most people, especially if anybody, you know, is interested in this space and um, they want to go build their own project, like, um, like something that's, you know, Bitcoin backed or something, you just got to keep consistent and eventually your consistency, people see that and they, they want to follow that. And it, it might not be, you know, people will drop off and people will, will join back and eventually it'll just keep rolling downhill. So I got, I guess, uh, I guess that one word I have is just consistency. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. And, uh, you know, for anybody out there that's not familiar with PEX, uh, I can attest that this isn't just uh lip service here as I've been a community member for quite a bit now. I mean, it never fails. You're there every single day, uh, always giving feedback, always, you know, communicating with the community. I, I, I think you do a tremendous job of being consistent and, uh, giving people something to expect and look forward to. Yeah. So, uh, real you know, quick, man, you're, you're really consistent too with big cash. I love it. You know, and I, I think that can contribute to a lot of big cash to success is having some consistent community leads over there. And uh, that's just, it's amazing. It's incredible watching that, you know? Well, I appreciate that, man. And it, it, it is an important aspect <laughs> of it. Cause if you, if you go rogue for a day or two in this thing, man, it's, uh, everybody's ready to, to, to jump, jump ship and, and not be, not putting a bad stamp on this, uh, on this space, but I guess you've seen enough projects where, you know, developers and community leads and things like that, they actually do just kind of jump ship too. And so everybody's really cautious for, you know, and I, I will be very, very happy when we kind of get past that stage where everybody's just always on their toes <laughs> about everything, but, uh, it, it just is what it is, man. And, and so, uh, you know, let's talk about here recently, obviously, uh, the adoption of PEX has grown impressively, especially as you've uh, started releasing a little bit more and more information about uh, the, 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 the mining, the, the mining interface. I don't know a good, a good term for it. Uh, the mining pool interface there that, that you plan on re releasing. Uh, like I said, you know, the community has grown impressively since the launch. Uh, as your project continues to grow, what are your plans to grow your, your, 
business and your team? Uh, I, let me not say your business. What is your plan to grow your team? And uh, do you, do you have any true team members that you know make anything for you? And if 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 not, what's your plans? Um, I guess for the for the crypto coin for Pexa, I do we do have some uh, team members. They don't really do. I don't have anybody work on any code, but uh, I definitely have uh, two guys who really help me out and who kind of keep me aligned because I have a lot of I lo- I have too many ideas, <laughs> and I have to. I have to keep on the straight and narrow path, the straight and narrow, but um, we, we only have, I guess, really two team members um, uh, business size on the business side of things. Um, it's just me for now. And my wife is kind of uh, the CEO, if you will, accountant. Um, and right. uh, I, I guess as we, if we, as we, st- as our business starts bringing in more cash, I'm definitely looking to hire, you know, full-time engineer to, to, you know, help me expand and help me continue building some other things and, uh, work on other projects and stuff like that. So, I'm going to ask you a tough question here, which uh, uh, you're a sharp guy, so this probably won't be a very tough question for you. But uh, how important in this space, or just honestly in business in general, is it to not only kind of know what you're really, really good at, but maybe know some of the areas that you lack in when you're building a business, you know, to, to understand exactly what it takes to build a, a competent team, you know, one that helps everybody's weak points and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of brings the project. Up. Yeah, man, I got a lot of weak points and uh, I like pawning it off to people. So I, I did spend money last year on pawning things off to other people, <laughs> you know, cause I'm like, you know what, I'm going to pay someone to write an article cause I cannot write, <laughs> you know, I'm going to pay someone to do some design work cause I, I cannot design. So um, maybe I, I think I forgot what your question was, but I think it had, it had to be to the tune of, uh, you know, how do you know when to uh, find somebody else to do something else? And I guess that's, you just got to accept your, your weak points and know what your strong points are and um, give and then delegate work accordingly, you know? Yeah, that's exactly, exactly kind of the question I was asking there. Just uh, sometimes in this space, I I will admit that uh, it becomes so much about the technology. I'm referring to cryptocurrency projects. It becomes so much about the technology that, Oftentimes you have a tremendous project that just doesn't have the marketing because they don't have a marketing specialist. You know, the, the dev is also running a Twitter account. He tweets once every seven mm-hmm. days. You know what I mean? Maybe he's, maybe he's coding every, every single day. And, or, you know, you have uh, no uh, graphics, you know, it's kind of just done in Microsoft paint or, you know, whatever. And so, uh, like you said, just been able to go and get people to help bring the project up as a whole. I think that's awesome. Thanks for, uh, addressing that there um now this is another not really tough question here i guess but uh j- just curious of, of what your answer will be especially as you're kind of getting started but have came a long way here with pexa you know wh- what has been your biggest achievement while building this project you know something you just look at you just kind of kind of kind of makes you oh smile. dude <laughs> uh every time i look at the uh I, some of the ui i built in the ux um i i find it the hardest thing that I had to do literally was uh, making it so you can click a button to create a stratum server. And I look at that now and I'm like, wow, I cannot believe I built this thing to do that. And I just, I look at it, I smile and I, I'm what? so excited. Yeah. That's uh, honestly kind of been a tester for you. I've, I've been blown away by, by what you built. And so uh, I, I can certainly, 
appreciate and, and happy you get the opportunity to enjoy your hard work, man. Um, now, just kind of moving to crypto, crypto as a whole, where do you see the biggest opportunities for growth over the next couple of years in this blockchain industry? Where do you see that mass adoption potential? Yeah, I think uh, I think massive. I mean, I definitely see projects like Bitcash, if you will, uh, where these projects are just easier and easier to use, i.e. you look at Bitcoin, it's honestly pretty antiquated and it's really hard to use. But if you look at Bitcash's wallet, it just looks incredibly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just looks incredibly innovative because there's just, there's so much things that could be adopted through crypto or through like this whole blockchain world. And um, honestly, I think one of the projects that I'm building now uh, I could see big companies like let's say banks start adopting blockchain. Um, I could see big companies needing stratum servers for miners to deploy, you know, figure out how to do all this stuff. And a, a good cheap solution would be to use, you know, use a product like mine, if you will. So um, I, right. I don't, I don't know if banks, you know, cause it kind of goes against their, their, uh, their whole centralized business model. But um, I think, as countries start adopting crypto and or, or people in other wor- or people in other countries start adopting crypto, you could see, um, I don't know, you could see a lot of growth. Uh, I don't really, I don't know if anything specific that I could talk on, but uh, I definitely think some of the technologies that we're building today are going to help the people of, uh, or help the companies of tomorrow who want to start hopping in this. It's, I mean, one good thing about cryptocurrency is that it's a good marketing tool. And if you want to build a business like like what I'm doing, I think it was great to market um, because people want to adopt it. People people want to adopt your thing, but they don't want to adopt it if you can't use it for anything. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I think you make a tremendous point, too, in terms of uh, like a, a huge focus on the usability aspect and how more and more projects are being innovative underneath uh you know what what ethereum has built what bitcoin has built allowing for uh it, it to be able to be used by, by the more general person that the everyday uh you know jimmy and joe that don't necessarily know all of the you know very very specific technology uh points that, that kind of go into cryptocurrency i think that uh i think that is more and more projects create this nice understandable usability um that that you will see potentially see growth i, I couldn't agree more and so you know hopefully more projects kind of kind of jump on board with yeah. uh, creating very very uh, user-friendly uh user-friendly um technologies Absolutely. and so uh before we hop before we hop off with you here man what advice can you give to our listeners who are interested in building any business anything business related in this industry doesn't necessarily have to be a a cryptocurrency project you know and uh we kind of alluded to it a little bit to a certain extent in terms of utilizing your skills you know uh, but how can what would you suggest in terms of them best utilizing yeah absolutely uh got a good uh you know if you've ever read the book how to win president influence people one thing dale carnegie says in there is uh um uh, actually i think rockefeller said it and dale carnegie was quoting him but he said um uh, the ability to deal with people is as purchasable of commodity. And I would pay more for that than anything else under the sun. So I would say, learn how to love people. And um, you, you don't necessarily know how that, you just, you don't necessarily have to know anything about computer programming. 
But if you do want to enter this industry, you just got to love people and people just kind of rally behind that. Uh, it, it is good to know how to program and learn, learn, learn how to, you know, learn all the things about internal networking usages and stuff. But um, if, if you actually want to start a business with this and you actually have capital and you want to get into something like this, you could hire a full-time engineer. But I think uh, mainly you just got to learn how to love people, you know? That's awesome, man. Uh, what what a great note to kind of end the podcast on here. Uh, we'll definitely make sure to link all of your, uh, everything that's going to link you to the project discord and uh, your social media accounts and all that good stuff. Uh, once again, this is Ryan from PEXA. We sure appreciate you taking the time to talk about your project and talk about how you built this thing from the awesome. ground up. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Blockchain Enterprises. If you're interested in learning more about how to generate revenue streams in the crypto space, or if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of our podcast, then visit our website at www.blockchainenterprisespodcast.com. Thank you.